I'm a guy. And I'm a guy. And today, we are talking about Nintendo. Nintendo Super Fans, Average Joes, and everyone in between, and welcome to another great episode of TGIARTAN. Two guys in a room talking about Nintendo. As always, I'm Nick, one of your hosts here, and I'm joined by the amazing content creator, sound designer, and storyteller, Power on Delta, going by Delta. Hi. Hi, Delta. How are you today? Uh, I'm fine. So, um, the first part of this podcast, we're just going to go about what have we been doing recently? What have, uh, what in, what have we been doing in the video game realm in the comic realm in the Nintendo realm and the basically whatever what we've realm. been up to since our last episode. Yeah. So what have you been up to? Um, so I've been working on an album. Okay. And, and that's, uh, that is on Newgrounds, correct? It's, uh, it's on Newgrounds and Bandcamp and on YouTube. Okay. And currently, there are three singles that are out for it, and I'm working on the fourth. Okay, that's good. That's good. We'll have some. Maybe we can put some uh, of the music in the podcast. Yeah. And you can find those on Newgrounds. Those will be in the description. And is there anything else you've been doing? I know you have your own plush video series. You have your own. Uh, uh, yeah, I've I've actually been taking a break from that to work on the album, and uh, I plan to come back to that when the album is released. So you can expect more plush videos uh, in the future. Okay, and is is there any other projects you've been working on? I know you uh, you like your projects. Well, um, there are a few. Uh, but they're too secretive for me to give any information out currently. Okay, we'll, we'll have to wait and hear about that. So for me personally, I've been up to a lot of things. I've been um, coordinating the um, quote-unquote revival of this podcast. We're recording more episodes, and I think we're going to try to do it more frequently. And um, I've also been working on trying to stream on Twitch as well as well and um some different some different things with that and i've actually started a new studio called download bed um focused on making video games i've started that um we have some projects me and a friend and then also me and delta here have actually um conversed about some projects or what to do there and yeah but we're not we're not allowed to talk about them publicly no no not yet but um I've uh, I've been working on multiple projects, never one fully, but I have some ideas of some projects to code, and we're using Unity for that. And um, so um, I'll link that in the description. There, you can find us on Itchio at Download Bed and um, check out our projects. And so it seems like we both are doing quite well. So. We can move on to our next segment, which is talking about game systems, Nintendos, uh, whatever. Um, is we have a whole we have a whole list here of uh, of stuff to talk about. So, is there anything that strikes your eye, Delta? Um. Yeah. Let's first let's go over the cuphead the cuphead DLC. 
Yeah. So, um, so, um, yeah, recently there was DLC that came out for it. Yeah. With, um, I f- crap. I forget her name. Miss Chalice. Miss Chalice. Yeah. Um, now she is a character in Cuphead already, but she was not a playable character. Now she, I actually, she was, she was first introduced in the Cuphead show on Netflix. And then when the deal, well, she first, uh, she was first planned to be a playable character since the DLC's announcement. And then she was first introduced like as a, as an actual character in the Cuphead show. Ah, uh, okay. So, um. I have not actually seen the Cuphead show or the new DLC. So I have um uh I have, have I've I've seen like bits and pieces of it, but I won't spoil it. Okay, and so, I've seen I've seen pretty much the entirety of what's there right now at the cup of the Cuphead show. Okay. And um and I don't I don't know um if you've played Cuphead or not. Have you played Cuphead before? Um, I think like once or twice when I was over at your house. Yeah, I do remember that. Um, now I've played Cuphead. I'm actually on the, there's, I think there's three worlds or something like that. There's three. And then there's a fourth one for the DLC. Okay. So I've, I don't have the DLC, but I'm on the third world. I think I just, my most recent playthrough I was in, um, I, uh, had just beaten the, the bee lady. And I was going up against the junkyard, the junkyard robot. And um, so that's where I am in that playthrough. And I've looked at the DLC, but I've kind of wanted to finish my playthrough of the original game before I jump into that DLC. So that's kind of my perspective on it. So and it's it's I mean, it's I think it's eight dollars or ten dollars or something like that. So it's not too bad. Especially if you've already, I mean, Cuphead, I don't think is a full $60 on Nintendo Switch. I think it's half, I think it's $30 maybe. Oh, I, yeah. And then, and then there's the option of playing it on other consoles like <clears throat> Xbox and PC and PlayStation and stuff. Yeah. And I've only played it on Nintendo Switch, so I only have experience with Nintendo Switch, but, um, playing it on PC, on Xbox or whatever is a viable option. Speaking of new releases, uh, one thing that Nintendo fans are excited about everywhere is a new Nintendo Direct. But we went past E3 season. We went past this whole year. And all we've gotten is mini directs or indie showcases. So what are your thoughts on this? Should should we keep Nintendo Directs fully or should we switch over to fully... um, mini directs or fully indie showcases um i prefer to have a good mix of the three so like but like like perhaps once every three months we get like a direct yeah i agree i like that long format of that anticipation that we we get to uh experience what's in store while also like wondering about it the days uh before it premieres yeah, we get that um, that anticipation, like I said, and um, there's a big a big feeling that comes with when you're a Nintendo fan with seeing one of those Nintendo directs pop up in your feed or watching it live, where you where you don't get that in with a mini direct because as we've seen, mini directs are actually um, they might they might focus on one specific thing or they might go through a whole bunch of different things. It just really depends on the direct. 
And one thing that was in wasn't in any of these mini directs that um if we can transition over here is Breath of the Wild 2. I know you're a recent Breath of the Wild fan. I played it when it first came out um on the Nintendo Switch. Um and I think there's many fans old to new that that want this new game to come out. And so what are your thoughts on that? Um Oh boy, I I have a lot of thoughts on on Breath of the Wild too. Let's hear them. So, first of all, I want more enemy variety because in the first game there was barely any enemy variety. You had basically you had uh your Moblins, your Bokoblins, and then your Lizalfos, and then you had Lynels, and then you had the Guardian speed the Guardians variants, and then. Basically, and then you have Octoroks, and then that's basically it. Yeah, and as we've seen through the Legend of Zelda series, there's actually a lot more enemies. And I mean, Nintendo in all of their breath and all of their Legend of Zelda games, they're not. It's not a, a shocking thing to create a new enemy for the game, or to create a new mini boss. And, like, we've seen that in the trailer, too. There's going to be some sort of, like, snake thing that attacks you. Yeah, and there's a... Giant. And there's a talus that has a moblin, or a bokoblin camp on it. And not to mention the bokoblins, moblins, all those, they have different colors to specify the different... um... Actually, I think they have different designs, too. Mm, Okay, so that's pretty cool. Um... Yeah, definitely a wide variety of enemies would be very nice to see in this new uh, new game. And so um, another thing that's pretty cool is I think they might be reusing this whole the whole Breath of the Wild um, landscape. So it's kind of like um, I don't forgive me. I don't remember the exact titles, but I think it's. It was like a link to the past and then another Legend of Zelda game that used the same yeah. map. Yeah, um, Link Between Worlds. I actually have that game. Yeah, they use the same map. So this will be another instance where they use the same map. Except, except, and this and this time, we're going to have floating islands. It'll, it'll be kind of like a, it'll be like a wind waker without the water almost. So and, basically uh, Skyward Sword. Yeah, Skyward Sword. That and who knows? Maybe we'll have a flying mechanic. I never thought of that before. And but, uh, uh, speaking of speaking of new game mechanics, another thing I was really hoping for is new Sheikah Slate runes. Yes, new Sheikah Slate runes. Because like, did you have any I, ideas? I, I was on. I was honestly. I was honestly expecting more in the first game when it came to the Sheikah Slate. Because like. We have Cryonis, and then we have Stasis, Magnesis, Bombs, the Camera Rune, um, and then the Master Cycle. And mm-hmm. honestly, I was expecting a lot more from the, than, than just those six runes. Yeah, well, maybe we'll have a Flying Rune, for example, like I uh, like I had said. Maybe that's how they implement the Sheikah Slate. Maybe we have an upgrade to the Sheikah uh, the Sheikah Slate. Like we find a new branch of of Sheikah members who went branched off in the in the ancient times. Maybe that's what they're. Maybe that's what Link and Zelda are finding in that um, 
in that trailer. If you haven't seen the trailer there, um, Link and Zelda are underground um, searching through a cave. Uh, yeah, Indo- yeah, I'm I'm familiar with the trailer. Yeah. Um. But yeah, with this new and then Link's new arm, and we we also see that the Master Sword is like beaten and broken up, which is which is very which, interesting. It was like that though in the first game because it's not really noticeable. But if you look up close, if you look at the Master Sword up close, it's actually really like weathered and stuff since it's been sitting there for a th- for a hundred years. Mm-hmm. So this makes you think maybe is there was there another another um, great leap of time in between these two or do you think it was instant um that i can't say for sure i i may be inv- like super invested into like chronological orders of like games and stuff but mm-hmm. i'm not i'm no time lord i can't travel into the future and see <laughs> or is this going to be like a super mario brothers 2 uh where it's all situation? a dream yeah, it's all a dream. Link gets sent into a dream world. You know, that might actually make sense because maybe Hyrule doesn't get deformed like that in real life, but Link gets taken into another dimension or something cuz we we've, we've seen that we've seen that before with the Master Sword Trials and um Eventide Island where Link actually gets teleported to different places. Yeah, and if if it does end up being a dream, then it'll just be one big reference to Link's awakening. Because remember yeah. <laughs> that that whole game was a dream too. Yeah, but is there is there is there going to be a giant whale? Uh, we'll see. We'll see about that giant whale. Oh, and speaking of whale, another idea for Breath of the Wild that really intrigued me was the water life. Because in you're not able to swim like really go under the water or anything in in uh, Breath of the Wild. Yeah, like, like that's that's another thing I expected from Breath of the Wild is being able to like dive like how you can in other Zelda games. I mean, come on, even Mario Odyssey has it has it be able you're able to d- dive. Exactly, yeah. So like that's that's one of like another thing I want them to add is like more gear items. So like the like I'm expecting the Zora flippers or some variant of the flippers to be a part of that. Yeah, and um. The ability to dive, the ability to... I mean, maybe that's what they're going for in this expansion. That would be great if you were able to go into the sky and go into the ground, you know? Yeah. Um, that'd be very nice. Or go into the water. but And more water life as well. Like a whale, like a shark, like a whatever the equivalent is in, the, in Hyrule. And to see this, this new... Um, new landscape of animals enemies and everything in between and exactly um so yeah so maybe even a new civilization in the sky too or something like that maybe Maybe that's where the zone i went to all these years they went to the sky a new race yeah or maybe maybe we'll finally figure out how the zora and the rito live together Mm-hmm. So, um, I know that's slated to release. I think was it's, it in twenty twenty three? I think yeah, in twenty. I think it was summer twenty twenty two, and then they changed it to spring of twenty twenty three or summer of twenty twenty three. I think yeah. So this this 
this release date, it could be a multitude of things. It could be like Metroid Prime, the new Metroid Prime, which is technically still in development. And they just haven't released it yet or have no updates, nothing. Or this could mean that they're actually putting a whole lot of effort into it. They're making like a whole bunch of stuff from the ground up, you know, they're not just which like, using... which would make sense. Cause maybe we'll, so maybe we'll get to see some of those things come true actually. Yeah. And I mean, you see the complexity of the original game with ev- the main quests, side quests, all the items, ev- all the places, all the Koroks, all the shrines, you know, with this new game, they're not going to be able to just be like, Oh, we're going to add the same amount of everything. No, they're like, using. That's, this... that's another thing. That's another thing I'm actually hoping for too is more item variety. Yeah, and... like we not not that the item variety that we got in the first game was bad because we got a lot of items, but like I actually expected more because like once I discovered everything, I expected a lot more items to exist that you could collect. Yeah, the collectible items, and maybe we'll see a new variety of items, but. The fact that they're taking so long makes me think that they have this grand plan that they're, I mean, like, how do you, how do you improve on what, on possible, on what's possibly the best Legend of Zelda game ever? I mean, I think the number one Zelda game of all time, according to like, however many, the majority of Zelda fans is Breath of the Wild. I mean, there's no doubt in that. It's the biggest and it's the best. It yeah, may not, I, it, it I, may I, not be I, the most, I agree with that. Uh, it may not be the most nostalgic for people, but I think it's the best we have so far in this open world format. And, this, and that open world format, as we've seen with, for example, the new GTA, the new GTA, how they ported it to Switch, they... There's actually an image online where you can see there was a store that had a a bolt, like, you know, like nuts and bolts. There's a nut, like a, you know, like you screw on a nut on a yeah, bolt. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I know what you're talking and about. And they use this software. Instead of going in and actually, like, remastering it for, because it's an open world game, they couldn't go in. It would take a super long time. So they actually used this program. And the nut, it was geometric. It was an octagon. It became a sphere in the game. So... That's another big issue, and I think why Breath of the Wild 2 is taking so long is it's an open-world game. You can go anywhere, do anything, all these side quests, and they have to, whatever they make, they have to put in the detail, and they have to they have to sculpt it, uh, make a, and I mean, recently I've gotten into 3D modeling, and that can take a super long time, and it can take a lot of effort, and there's a lot of detail that it goes into that, even with... Um, and yeah, with, like, with, like with, even with, even at my current level, like the system boot music video, which is the single that I'm working on, it's taking a lot of work. This is I'm thinking this is this is the most effort I've ever put into something. That's mm-hmm. that's what it feels like. So like I I can totally understand like why they're not releasing it in its current state like right now. Yeah, they probably have a lot of stuff to do, and all and with yeah. the new link. And they have to make an animation for Link for everything he does. And I mean, it's just a huge burden on the team. And I mean, going through even coming out of um, the state that we're in in the world, I mean, they've got a lot on their shoulders and they've got a lot to lot to do. But through it all, 
we still have other games releasing or being slated to release. This isn't just the only game that is out there, you know? Yeah, uh, speaking of open world games, uh, Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. So I really haven't actually seen... I haven't paid attention to the Pokemon world. I did get Legends Ar- Arceus, which is actually, I think, is a really fun game. And Yeah, that's that's uh, that's something I've actually been wanting for a while now, since it mm-hmm. like, yeah. first came out. Uh, if you wanted... I, I, I heard it was really fun, and it was also really challenging. Yeah, if you, if you would um if you like uh open world games and it's almost like a it's almost like I don't know, it's like um basic well basically the premise is you have, you have to catch pokemon and you get this little book uh in it and it's uh, the uh, first pokédex and basically it has tasks in there so it's like catch a certain amount of these um view a pokemon doing this certain move view the pokemon doing and you have to achieve all those and to achieve all those then you get certain points to upgrade your character to whatever and so that's basically the game so if if you if that sounds interesting or whatever i'd recommend it definitely um yeah delta if you get the chance to to get it or if you get it for a birthday present christmas present or whatever i'd recommend it yeah so um anyway yeah, and Pokemon so, Scarlet and what was it? Scarlet and Violet. Scarlet and Violet. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I haven't. So you're gonna have to explain that to me. I have not seen anything about that recently. So. All right. So, so Pokemon Scarlet and Violet are going to be the first generation nine games. Okay. okay. And of course, we have our starters: Sprigatito, Fuecoco, and Quaxley. No idea which, what they look which like. I'm I'm going with Sprigatito, <laughs> the grass starter, for once. Because usually what I do, I go with the water starters because they all look cool and I like the water. Um, yeah, but this time, the memes actually convinced me to pick otherwise. Because Weed Cat. And, um, of course, we got our box legendaries. Uh, Miraidon, which is for Violet, and Koridon, which is for Scarlet. And, yeah. like, um, we have... Which is, this is something that's never been done before. We have two professors this time that are exclusive to each version of the game. And it's like... Like like Professor Oak-esque? Yeah, like kind of like that. But like for, um, Professor Oak but and Professor Maple? Sort of. <laughs> well, they're not called that. I actually forgot their names. But okay. like... Um, and they have like uh, their outfits um, and the box legendaries signify that there's some sort of like time travel mechanic that's going on so like we might be getting like future forms and past forms of certain pokemon in the future yeah and there is actually in in um there is time travel is canon in the pokemon universe yeah like and even then um there may even be like if we're getting like really ambitious and stuff there may even be talk about like transitioning between the certain timelines because if you don't know pokemon lore um basically uh the the ultimate weapon from pokemon x and y when it fired when it first fired it created a timeline split and that's why like that like i'm not too versed in it myself but it creates a timeline split so that's why there's like all these different timelines 
but that mm. that's only like a dream that I can think of, I guess. Yeah, um, and the when you say timelines, do you mean what do you mean by that? You mean like the different games? Like, yeah, like there's a theory that each Pokemon game is its own like different timeline. Uh, I have a theory. It's called Nintendo makes more money. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah. So anyway, and I actually um, looked up the three starters here. Yeah. Um, the grass, po- I, you know, how, even how stupid he looks, I think, what is it? Foy Coco. I think yeah, I might the, choose Foy Coco. The fire one. Foy Coco. He kind of looks a little cute. I don't know. And like, so, and then the game is going to be the very first open world, like traditional Pokemon game. Cause like Finally. legends, like legends Arceus is canon, but it's not traditional. Yeah. So there, this is going to be the very first open world game in the series. I th- I think that's a th- finally branching off since the very first game. When did the first game come out? The nineties. I think it was like nineteen ninety nine, or and not? That... Not no. I don't think it was like back then. But yeah, it was sometime in the nineties. Yeah. So it's been upwards of twenty years. Finally, we get a new style of Pokemon game. Yeah. And then more new Pokemon that have been recently revealed alongside the box legendaries um, that I want to talk about are Palmy, uh, Smoliv, and Lechonk. Sorry, I, I have to do that every time I say it. <laughs> okay, so, so um, what's special about these Pokemon? So I want to say that Palmy will be like, because every generation since Generation 3 has had a Pikachu clone of some sort. Like, Generation 3, we have Plusle and Minun. 4, we have Pachirisu. 5, we have Emolga. 6, we have Dedene. 7 is Togedemaru. And then 8, the most recent generation as of now, before Scarlet and Violet, is Morpeko. Okay. And so, like, Pommy itself gives off Pikachu clone vibes. Yeah, I'd, like because it has the cheeks and it has the yellow color and it has mm-hmm. like the rodent look to it, which is mm-hmm. generally how the Pika clones look. Yeah. Um. Not only that, but I think, um, I think it's it's definitely an electric type, but I'm not sure what its other typing is. If it, it has another, yeah, no, it it's looks pure, like a, it's, almost it's a, a fire pure type. type. But... It's a okay. pure electric type, which mm-hmm. all the other Pika clones are. Well, yeah. all of the other Pika clones have the electric type, but not all of them are pure electric types. Because I think Amolga is electric flying, and I know that Dedene is electric fairy, and Togedemaru is electric steel. Mm, okay. And um, so then, the, I'm looking at a picture of actually all three of them right now. Um, it, correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, Smoliv actually, I, he looks like, um, what Pokemon is, what am I thinking of? The mushroom Pokemon or whatever. Yeah, I, I thought it looked a lot like a, a different Pokemon too, but I actually forgot what I first thought it looked like. I thought originally it was like a baby form mm-hmm. of some Pokemon, which it might end up being, but like, I thought it was a, yeah. a, a baby form of some Pokemon that already exists. And then Lechonk. <laughs> Lechonk. Yeah, um, which is the best name 
Looks like a burnt out Tepig, honestly. Yeah. It might, I don't know, but like since there's a future past gimmick that might be happening, um, it we might get some closure on like how the different Pokemon are related to each other. So, mm-hmm. an evolutionary Le-chonk. tree, Lechonk might just be related <laughs> to Tepig, yeah. Um, and and all the other pig po- Pokemon like Spoink and Grumpig, mm-hmm. and um. I, I don't know if it's been revealed or what. You probably kept up with this, but we've had, um, I don't remember, what was it? The Galar region had, um, was it the Galar region? Was Yeah, the Galar region. Anyway, that's not important. But anyway, we had Dynamaxing. So is that, what do you think the gimmick is for this game? Um. Okay, here's the thing, right? Because like, we had regional variants since Generation 7, and then mm-hmm. Generation 8, we had more regional variants, and then we got, like, and then since Legend Arceus, we got regional variants, which was something I wasn't expecting since, you know, Legends Arceus takes place in the past. Yeah. Um, but of course, it's the past, so things are going to be different. Um, so, I think alongside regional variants, because... I believe they're going to do for the new gimmick. They're going to do the future and past forms mm-hmm. of each Pokemon. So like there, there'll be like, cause like some Pokemon look like they could be like different in the past. And like, mm-hmm. we have, we have evidence with this too. Cause like there's an ancestor to all of the bird Pokemon that currently exists. Um, that was yeah. revealed in generation five. So, like, we could get possible, like, past forms of certain Pokemon, and then certain forms of what they might look like in the future. Yeah. Pokemon enters the fourth dimension. Something like so that. So, that's, that's what I'm thinking the gimmick will be. You're, you're, and, as always, I think po- it's going to be the same. Train your Pokemon, get the moves, do whatever. Yeah. Um, I don't and then, know... About then gyms. Here's, here's the case, because, like, what if they also do regional variants, which they're probably going to end up doing, for whatever region we're going to be in this time? Because, like, would that would they also make future and past variants for some of those Pokemon? Yeah, that's uh, intriguing. Because, like, we, we didn't get any Dynamax Pokemon for 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 Generation for, for Generation 8's regional variants, but we did get um, exclusive Z crystals for like Raichu, I think. Mm-hmm. In Generation Seven, and also, do you? Um, I know it was a giant, like giant controversy. The last Pokemon uh, in the uh, Sword and Shield are all the Pokemon coming back? What do you think? Now that they have a good like chunk of them three D modeled. Like in like since generation eight, now that there's like a good chunk of them. And not not just in Sword and Shield, but also in Legends Arceus. Um, mm-hmm. now that there's like a good chunk of them, I'm anticipating that they will come back. Yeah. I, I'm personally myself, I'm hoping they all come back. One thing that does worry me though is Nintendo got away with it. The first, or well, Game Freak got away with not putting every Pokemon in, so that makes me think they got they got away with it one time. They're gonna be like, ah, 
it, it's okay. They they accepted it. They played our game. They loved our game. So I guess we don't have to put it in the second time. So that's kind of worries me a little bit. But yeah. And um, so yeah. So this new Pokemon game, maybe I'll check it out now that it's open world. We've we actually have a, a clip on our podcast, as you remember, called "We Think Pokemon Is Bad." Yeah, I remember that. And. Um, I well personally, I discussed why I didn't think it was um, why I didn't like it, and part of that format was the linear nature of the games. It's just kind of repetitive, and it's kind of like oh, just go through it, do whatever you know. And now we get to be like, I can go wherever I want, and I can face wherever I want, and there's no more gyms, which um, or well. I shouldn't well, say that. Actually, I don't. I don't know if there's gyms or not. I should. I shouldn't say. That I do. I, I do know that there are. Like, this is also the first game to not include buildings as like, like not like buildings. Buildings. There's probably still going to be like cities that you can go to and stuff. Mm-hmm. But like, this is the first game to include like Pokestops. If I'm being correctly, like <laughs> you know how there were Pokestops in Pokemon Go. Yeah, I do. Essentially, because yeah. like. In this game, there are Pokemon centers, right? Mm-hmm. But, like, they're not located inside of their own building like they usually were in the past games. They could be, and like... They, they're, they like, like a sort of, like, stand now or, like, subway area thing. Because, like, they, you know how in, like, mm-hmm. in cities there there's, like, these, like, little subway areas that you can, like, enter down to to go on the train? Yeah. So it might end up being something like that. My thoughts are, what if it's something like a horse stable in, um, in like Breath of the Wild? What if it's similar to that? Yeah, that I could see like that With as a viable option too. In teleportation, I don't know how big the map is going to be, but if it's a, if it's a decent sized map, they're going to have some sort of teleportation. Whether that's, um, the subway system, whether that's riding Pokemon like like we saw in Sun and Moon, where you could, um ride around on a um i forget on like different pokemon that you get or or fly or do whatever and that's in sword and or like if it's going to be like in generation eight where you had the flying taxi where you Mm -hmm. had that corviknight holding the the cable the like cable car whatever and you could use him to access the different areas that you've been to Mm -hmm. i mean that's one like trained um Pokemon. I would I, personally, I would not trust a Pokemon <laughs> to fly me. No, I, I I wouldn't either. Unless like it was one of my Pokemon, then yeah, I wouldn't trust. I mean, I'm not so, sure if I would. I mean, all, the only Pokemon I would trust is Magikarp. Uh, you know, that's the, of course that's literally <laughs> maybe a, that's maybe literally a, the whole that's literally a whole gimmick. That's literally a, what <laughs> one of my songs on the album is yeah. literally just called Magikarp. Maybe, um, maybe, uh, underwater taxi service. I, I could see that. Like, yeah. maybe there could be, like, certain areas underwater that you can go to. Kind of like, I don't know if you ever, did you ever play like, Cl- Club like, Penguin? No, I, I was or, never not that Club exactly. Penguin. Uh, no. Animal Jam. Mm-hmm. Did you play that? No, I didn't. Oh, well, basically... You could choose a land animal to play as, right? It's like an online multiplayer game like Club Penguin and all that. Yeah. And um, basically, 
you could go around to these different locations, but you got an option of two animals to choose and you'd have to pay for more because they want money or whatever, but you get to choose a land animal and a water animal. And so what was cool about it is you could go around like as a fox or whatever. And then there was certain sections of the world map where you could go to where you had to change into your water animal and it would be an underwater area where you swam and checked out stuff there instead. So that might be a cool like thing in and like Breath of the Wild 2, as we were discussing, or Pokemon Scarlet and Violet here, where maybe there's an underwater section where you can um, go get scuba gear or whatever, or like something like that. And speaking of the water, um, let's talk about Splatoon 3. Because, you okay. know, squids are water animals. Seamless transition there. Yes, yeah. yeah, seamless well, transition. Are you a kid or a squid? Uh, that's the question i'm an octopus okay good to know um um many... old news by the octo expansion okay well splatoon 3 we haven't seen much of it but we have seen um new gameplay and I don't. I don't remember if Salmon Run came back or not. Uh, yeah, Sa- Salmon Run actually did come back, and like they're they're putting some new stuff in it too. Because I know whenever, whenever me and you would play Splatoon, we'd either get in a private match just between us two and do like tower defense or whatever that was called. I don't remember. Or we do, or we do Salmon Run, and that was actually really fun. The Salmon Run. So I would love to see an expansion of that. What about you? Um, yeah, and it looks like they're actually going to do an expansion of that because they've added a new map, Sockeye Station, and then they've added some new boss salmonids too. Mm-hmm. And that just, that's, I think that's really cool. And I, I definitely want to see a new system, new overhaul of new mechanics, new weapons in the normal like, Splatoon like game e- too. Even still talking about Salmon Run here, but even then, they've even added the um, the ability to throw, like, launch your eggs into the basket. So, like, yeah, you nice. can carry, you can, like, throw them over to other team members. You can play, like, basketball and pass them over or something. Yeah, <laughs> basketball <laughs> with the eggs. Yeah. <laughs> We can we'll be, we'll be giving we'll be giving more eggs to that to that uh, that yeah, bear. Mr. Grizz. Yeah, the Mister Grizz to the to the statue. I, I want I, you know I never knew what he did with those eggs. I always figured he that's, eat, like, ate, that's, ate them that's or something. An, another, that's another thing. I hope they expand on this on this entry in Splatoon series. I hope they give more insight as to who Mister Grizz is. You know what they are? They're actually bird eggs, and what they do is he hatches them, and then the birds go and collect sticks, right, to make their nests, and then he uses those sticks to to build his, a better body for himself. That's what that's what that's my theory. <laughs> Good theory. Because he is made so, he is um, made of wood, yeah. Yeah. Or at least that's how it looks like that. I don't know. Yeah. I actually don't know what he's made of. Maybe he's a possessed statue. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. The inkling inkling souls do exist. That's yeah. literally one of the things that happens when you die. Yeah. It goes when flat you, yeah. and then your soul flies into the air. Yep, yeah, and then your new body comes. Yeah. Yeah. So is there um, something specific you wanted to talk about about Splatoon 2? Um, so I do want to give a little more like speculation as to what could be coming in the story mode. 
Because, like, yeah. in the first two games, the story modes were very short. Um, well, of course, if you if you have the Octo expansion, it's a different story. But in the first two games, the main story campaigns, like the Octo Valley and Octo Canyon stuff, that was really a really short part of the game to play through. Mm-hmm. Um, so for this one, I'm hoping that it'll be at least longer in the sen- in the same sense that the Octo expansion was longer. Not like making everything like Dark Souls difficulty difficulty though, but oh, yeah. I mean like, <laughs> but I mean like add more stuff to do, like more like levels to go to and stuff. Mm-hmm. That definitely, I think that's a big, um, it's a big thing with this new game, and also something I'm wondering. I know we've talked about story mode and salmon run, but what about the main, the main game? Because I mean this is the third game in the series and this i for, um forgive me if my if i'm wrong but in the main game of splatoon 2 it was like the almost the same thing uh, yeah and- yeah you, you're you were right before the octo expansion came out at least splatoon 2 was pretty much just a clone of splatoon 1 yeah i think it was a, and most people got it cuz it's on the nintendo switch and many people didn't have it on the Wii U, but we already have a Splatoon game on the Switch. Why would they make a third one and just keep it the same game? Well, then you have to ask yourself, why are they making Pokemon Scarlet and Violet on the Switch? Well, I mean, Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. Because, like, we got Pokemon Sun and Moon (laughs) on the the 3DS, and Pokemon X and Y is also on the 3DS. So, like... I I guess you're right. I mean... It's, I mean, it's a tradition for Pokemon games to come out, but so like, I w- I wouldn't be surprised if Splatoon ends up doing the same thing in another three years. Are we going to get Splatoon four? <laughs> um, I mean, I mean, I no, don't... we're not. We're not getting Splatoon four. We're not. They they're going to deprive us of it, like Pikmin four. We're we're we're, we're going to get a spinoff. Yeah, we're going to get Splatoon. We're, they're gonna they're gonna just mimic the um the marketing that or not marketing but the structure that they did for pikmin where they did pikmin one and then pikmin two and then we waited all those years for pikmin three and then they did a spinoff we're just gonna get that yeah and then the mobile app where the pick where you walk it's basically like pokemon go but with pikmin yeah are we gonna are we gonna walk around and collect like splatoon eggs or something (laughs) salmon run mobile edition (laughs) salmon run mobile yeah that's that's the idea there we got to send that to nintendo so they can, uh, so they can see us for copyright. Hire this man. <laughs> yeah, um, salmon run mobile. Uh, yeah, uh, maybe a salmon run, like a fully fledged salmon run spinoff game. Maybe that was maybe that would be cool. That would be very cool. Uh, obviously, they'd have to add a whole bunch of new features because it's kind of, um, it's kind of lacking. It's kind of it's repetitive, and there's only a few rounds. So they would have to add, I think, a new few new features or whatever, but. I, I do think, though, I do think they should keep the three rounds mechanic, because, like, I feel like more rounds would just be too much. Yeah. It would just, it would just drag out for too long. Maybe do a, maybe, um... But at a, least give a, like, maybe give us more time on each round, perhaps? Or, what if there was a Salmon Run game that was, instead of cooperative, it was, uh, everybody like, was against each other, like, like ooh, Call that, of Duty, like, yes. Like, everyone competed for how much eggs they could get? Mm-hmm. That would be cool. 
and maybe like a bigger map or something or a whole bunch of new maps you know that would be i think that'd be really cool like a free for all or and and free for all that 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 brings a very cursed image into my mind of splatoon battle royale oh god no the battle royale the battle royale trend has ended we don't need another one of those but does nintendo know that i mean to be fair they did make a pokemon moba game like a league of legends uh clone okay fine i'll give you that i'll give you that do you know how old league of legends is i mean i i i I try to stay away from that because i think it's cancer i mean pokemon moba What's it, I I think the next thing might be uh, Nintendo Battle Royale. Oh God, there, Super, no! That's that's what Super Smash Bros is. It's just the Nintendo Battle Royale, a 3D version though. A 3D version of Super Smash Bros that plays essentially like Fortnite. I mean, it's just a, it's just a Fortnite clone, but with Smash Bros. I mean, to be fair, they did make Mario 35 and Tetris 99, and those are basically like Battle Royales. Basically, yeah, it's pretty much, and they are doing Pac-Man '99 as well. Oh, they are. I didn't. I thought I didn't even know Pac-Man was still like a viable series. Really? I thought I thought that all ended with like that one TV show or whatever. No, they're making they're porting Pac-Man World onto the Switch. Hmm, okay, is that is that in the traditional graphics or is that in the new graphics? I think I think they're remaking. I don't know. I don't know. I I can't answer that question. Okay. And then we were talking about open world games. What if Splatoon 3 was open world? That'd be pretty cool. If it was like a. Um, that, that could be fun, I guess. Like, have you. Um, I, I don't know how that would necessarily work in like the main, like, like player versus enemy or not player versus enemy, but like in the versus mode. Where have like, you seen Burnout Paradise? Have I seen what? Burnout Paradise? No. Okay, well, there's something similar to that where you like it's open world, but then you go around and like at basic, basically it's a racing game and you're given this open world map and you can like go around it and explore it and do whatever. And then you at any every stoplight, there's a race. So basically, if you hit the brake and the gas at the same time at a stoplight, you enter the race and it's on the same map. So I think that'd be cool if like there was a section like every map was in the game and you could like explore them or whatever. And then I mean Splatoon 2 had that option. You go somewhere. Like say you're in the world, and you go somewhere and then you shoot at a certain target and then it puts you in the game at that location or something. Or maybe like Super Mario Party esque or whatever where it's like you walk around the map i know super Mario like, Party like a is. board game essentially then well not like a board game but i just meant like before you play the actual game you know there's the lobby or whatever that you can yeah. walk around or the single player aspect or whatever in yeah. that you know but um and open world games i know this is not our list we're deviating from from the list here we actually deviated with pokemon but um this there's a new game that's coming out, right? And people say that it looks like absolute garbage. And that game is Sonic Frontiers. Have you seen this? Yeah. I um, mean, actually, I kind of have... I I have a sort of grudge against this game. Cause like, well, let's hear it. 
because like there's talk of this being a reboot for the like a hard reboot not no 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 pokemon black and white where it's like oh we're rebooting pokemon where where we get to keep all of these past pokemon but we're adding new pokemon and you can only catch those ones um not that they're going to like completely redo sonic as a whole and like you know you know what i don't understand with that kind of thing what I mean, I get, I get it that they want to use the same characters, but why not just make a whole new game series? I mean, exactly. Then... Like, I think it would work far better if they tried to do it as a new IP, mm-hmm. or if they just keep the old continuity and make it a soft reboot, like Pokemon Black and White. Mm-hmm. So, like, because like, I don't like the idea of hard reboots, like, unless they're, like, executed particularly well, like, um, like, let me think, DuckTales was a good example, because they, they rebooted that in 2017, but, like, I don't like it if they do it horribly, because, like, the, a reboot has to be good in order to succeed, because, like, mm-hmm. that you're gonna have all these people that are just coming to it for nostalgia, and if it doesn't feel exactly the same then it's gonna flop sonic 06 <laughs> exactly they that, that's what they tried to do with sonic 06 but like that game flopped like th- yeah. it wasn't and that not just that but also there was it was really glitchy and buggy mm-hmm. and stuff and so is this game this i mean like we in the trailers and everything we or the they released like a small demo for gameplay, I think for some creators and you look at it and like literally Sonic's like going towards stuff and there's like no fog or anything. The items just clip in. So like you're just walking and in the distance you see things appearing. Like, like it's not like breath of the wild where there's um, where you start walking and things um, load in before you get there. Things just load in while you're walking and it just looks like garbage. I mean, yeah, and I, I think for, Sonic maybe should stick to its 2D format. Like, if they for, want to yeah, create like, a new game, just make a new more, IP. Furthermore, I feel like an open world Sonic game should not exist. Mm-hmm. I think Sonic is too linear because, like, he's too speed based for an open world. Mm-hmm. So, like, I mean, you could, you could, like, instantly, you can just build up speed and then you'll just like run into a wall or something and it'll be like really stupid because you're you're going so fast that you can't see where you're going and you just hit like an object or something yeah and i think sonic might be trying to do what mario has been able to do transitioning into 3d and all this but even mario even with its like most open world like whatever games like i'd say its most open world game is probably bowser's fury like yeah, because that that and takes even, place on like one map. Even and, that like, is linear. Yeah, you have to collect stuff, and you then have to collect stuff. stuff, and you progress the main story. I mean, and Mario like it's linear in the sense it's like it's like you take um it's you take all these aspects, and then you make like a decent story out of it, and then you have that be the main plot point, and then you have all the open world stuff at the end. Because that's that's basically yeah. what Bowser's Fury is. 
I totally agree. And it's so, it's, I mean, Mario knows his boundaries. Nintendo knows what they can do with Mario. That's like their prized possession. And Sega is just throwing Sonic around like he's some random character. Here's what Sega thinks Sonic is. Sega sees Sonic as like, Sega sees Sonic as like a dartboard, right? Where you throw the darts and you you get to like they puncture certain parts of the board and the the board is like the board is supposed to represent what ideas stick and what don't. Yeah. And like so like the outer edges of the board would be like the very bad ideas, i.e. this open world format. And then the center, like the the more innermost sections, would be like Sonic Mania esque type things. Yeah, I mean Sonic Mania like went back to its origins. Sonic Mania was a great game. At least yeah, that's what I think. Yeah, I mean it was a short game, but it was a pretty. It was, good yeah, game. it was really short. <laughs> but I well, mean, it's it's a really good game, and like and I, I I expect that for Sonic Hysteria too, which of I, course it's not canon and it's not made by Sega, but still. Yeah. I expect that. I mean, like- Sega Sega has so much. Sega has the, both Sonic movies, one and two. Sega has... So making that the third one, speaking yeah, of which. Mania, Sonic has... Uh, they just re, uh, remastered or whatever. I don't know if it was remastered, but they, they ported um, colors to Switch. Which colors? That was, was awful. I don't even <laughs> have the game... But that was as glitchy as Sonic 06. Yeah. I got, I got the game just because, you know, we've talked about this before. The Wii, the Wii version yeah. and the DS version are still superior. Let me tell you yeah, that. I got it before. I got it and I played it. And I mean, it's a good callback. I mean, if you liked the first game, then you'll probably like this one. But I mean, if you're just, if you're, if you have never played it before, don't get it because it's not for you. It's for people yeah. that played it before. <laughs> Unlike unless like if you like really glitchy games, like I have an actual copy of Sonic 06. If you mm-hmm. like really glitchy games, I bought it not for that. I just bought it because it looked cool. Yeah. But like don't buy games that you I think mean, you're gonna regret buying in the end. Yeah. Sonic Sonic is just I don't know what Sega's doing. Sega's just having a having a party and letting Sega, Sonic go Sega's everywhere. Just been, Sega's just been Forgive my wording, but Sega's just been snorting lines of like, of like <laughs> weed, cocaine, all that stuff, and they've been making all of these stupid ideas with that, and they just randomly throw Sonic into it. And yeah, like, I'll... they have all mm-hmm. these other IPs they can use for it too. Like, I actually think that Rystar would work better in that situation, or Knights even. Yeah, and we're getting Sonic Origins too. Sonic Origins already came out, actually. Yeah, I think they're making a new one though. Really? Yeah, I, th- I think so. It's a. Uh, uh, it's gonna have like Sonic One, Two, Three, Sonic CD, Sonic, uh, and Knuckles or whatever. Yeah, that already came out. I think they may be porting it to Switch or something, or rebooting it or something. I don't know. But I mean, forgive me for saying this, Sega. But I mean, is Sonic really the like the main thing you're going for? Like even Nintendo has Donkey Kong and Kirby, like like yeah, like, like like everyone else has all these really cool IPs. I mean, like Donkey Kong, Link, uh, Samus. I mean, and what do you Sega, what do you got? They only Sonic? they only prioritize Sonic, Sonic, and Super Monkey it. Ball. Yeah, like they they released <laughs> Poyo, Poyo. a new Super Monkey Ball game. 
and then but then you have all these other things like Jet Set Radio, Ristar, Night. Uh, what what else am I? What else am I think forgetting? Um, uh, sure. There, there, there's a few. There's a few other Shin things. Shin Megami Alex Tensei. Kid. Alex Kid. Bring back Alex Kid. I mean, uh, that was their old mascot before Sonic. Just bring him back. Use him for the for Sonic Frontiers instead. I mean, there's there's just so there's many just so many IPs, and they leave them all in the dust yeah. for Sonic. I mean, I get it. Sonic's like like Sonic. Sonic's yeah, their like, cash cow. Sonic is their essentially their cash cow, yeah. Because like ever since they came back, they came out with Sonic One. Sonic has been selling like like their left and right, left and right. They've been like just killing it with that. And then, but then mm-hmm. ever since then, they've been trying to make more money off of it. Ever since Sonic Adventure, more and money. It's either time. been flopping or it's been selling really well, and people hate it. Yeah, it's been or it's been really buggy. They're not. I mean, we've seen Nintendo with Breath of the Wild. That's another one of their IPs that they do a lot. Um, with Breath of the Wild, literally, they've spent all this time on Breath of the Wild too. Sonic can't put in that much, or Sega can't put in that much effort. I mean, if it really, if you really can't put in that much effort for a game, maybe you shouldn't focus on these games. Maybe you should try another game that may be a little less. Um, that may be a little easier to make, you know, because if you can't make the good games, why why make those games at all? Exactly. You should focus on maybe another monkey, super monkey ball, or another thing where like your team can actually do it without having like bugs. Oh, that's yeah. Anyway, <laughs> rant over about Sega. Um. Um. Speaking of okay, this this isn't really a good transition, but speaking of bugs. Um, <laughs> this is a this is a horrible transition. Mario Kart Wait. DLC. Let's talk yeah, about the Mario Kart DLC. Mario Kart DLC. Now, it. I actually have it. I don't know if you have it or not. Do not buy the Mario Kart DLC. Hey, Let me hey, tell you that. Hey, hey. Why, why? Why would you say that? They ruined Coconut Mall. Yeah, they did change Coconut Mall, but I've got to say, it. it I got it, and. I think if you like Mario Kart, that you should get it. But if you're getting it just for the nostalgia effort or the nostalgia or whatever of a certain track, don't get it because the tracks aren't even like remastered and the tracks aren't or and they change the tracks. So if you're getting it purely for that, yeah, I would agree with uh, Delta here. Don't get it. But I mean, if you just like Mario Kart and you want to have some new tracks, then sure. I mean, it's your money. You just you decide what you want to do. You, with you it. do what you want with your money. But like, I don't recommend getting the DLC just for the nostalgia. Because if you if you want nostalgia, then just play the old games. Get a get a port. <laughs> get get a port. Play the old games on the Switch with your like. Just port it to the Switch yourself, or just get a Wii and play the old games. Yeah, I'm I'm sure a Wii. I mean, a Wii's not that expensive anymore. I want to think you probably get one for less than a hundred dollars. I would, I would guess. I mean, I don't, I don't know. I've, I've had mine for ages. Yeah, they're. I mean, it's pretty old. Um, but and I mean, some there's still games like I think it was like two years ago or something. A new Wii game came out. Yeah, here I'm looking up online right now on eBay. Let's see. Twenty nine ninety nine, thirty two dollars, nineteen dollars, thirty four dollars. I mean, 
You can't beat that, folks. I mean, that plus a Mario Kart Wii game, that's probably like 20 or 30 bucks. You're spending like what you'd spend on a AAA title on Mar- on on playing the original Mario Kart. I mean, if you really want to play it that much, it's not that not that not that much. You know what's a viable you you want to know a more viable option for Mario Kart track? Like if you want the the added kick of like future tracks in Mario Kart, download yeah. CTGP Revolution. It's What's a Mario. That? It's a Mario Kart Wii mod that adds in like all these different like new tracks, oh, and yeah. like modding too. Yeah, you're right. With yeah, like, Mario like just, Kart Wii, you could just you mod them back mod. in too. You could you could mod it either mod it into Mario Kart Eight the way it was, or just buy or not buy but buy or download. I mean CTGP Revolution. And and first and foremost, do not do not mod any Nintendo products. Okay, if maybe that's your decision. If you're gonna do it, then go ahead and do it. But for legal sake, do not mod it because I don't want Nintendo to sue us. Please. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I mean, I think we've already gone down that route with yeah. one of our projects. If you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, Nintendo hates fans. Let's yes, Nintendo hate... hates their fans, everyone. <laughs> we we yeah. live in a world where Nintendo is the neglectful parent. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. Ba- ba- when ba- Bowser's a better parent. Yeah, ba- Bowser's a much better parent. Bowser's a great parent. Have you seen those Nintendo Switch Online ads? Like, he he checks with his son. He makes sure that his son gets a good night's sleep. He makes sure. Like, he doesn't e- even then, staying on topic, we that one of the scenes that they were showing was Bowser Jr. playing Mario Kart Eight Deluxe. Yeah, I mean, Bowser's a great dad. Yeah, I mean, yeah. other than other than when he like turns into a giant monster from getting a whole bunch of power stars and then tries to destroy the whole world, but yeah, and I mean, of course his other his other sons and daughter which aren't his sons and daughter anymore i'm of course talking about the koopalings yeah the koopalings are kind of like the awkward stepchildren almost they're about in my opinion they're bowser's adopted children yeah i mean bowser jr kind of gets the spotlight there yeah they're kind of i mean yeah but actually that brings me to a topic that i haven't thought about in a long time a, 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 a Super Mario, new Super Mario Brothers game. We got new Super Mario Brothers U Deluxe. I don't remember when that came out, but I mean, I think the, that was in like 2018. The format just got so old. I'm kind of glad that they stopped it. But you know what? If they like rebooted the format and like added new, they things, rebooted added new- it. A, they rebooted a second time because that's that's yeah, what they did the first time. That's new, what new. new Super Mario Bros. DS was. That was a reboot for the original series yeah we need a new new super mario brothers that is what i would love to see newer super mario bros that already exists yeah oh it does yeah it's a rom hack of new super mario bros wii <laughs> it's it's called newer super mario bros wii that's great that's great yeah. but if they but yeah if they do end up rebooting like if they because like i feel like if you're calling a 2d mario game like Super Mario Bros. 1, 2, 3, and then you go, like, New Super Mario Bros. 1, New, or New Super Mario Bros. DS, New Super Mario Bros. Wii, 
New Super Mario Bros. U. Yeah, may, may you I have add? Like a, may you have a very limited name range. Like, what may, are you going to call the next one? New Super I, Mario Bros. Switch? May I add, um, New Super Mario Bros. 2 is actually the third game in the series? <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> because I, like, no one, no, one, no one likes that game. No one, no one cares for, for New Super Mario Bros. U or New Super Mario Bros. 2. And you know what I think they should do? I mean, this what? is totally my opinion, but coins they need to add like a function for coins exactly coins like, like in odyssey only... in odyssey you get in odyssey, hats, you get stuff. Buy all these different stuff with like coins and stuff yeah they need, they need a shop they, they need, need a, they need to buy they need to make a function and like even even the rom hack that i just talked about newer super mario bros Wii, they added a function for coins you can buy like mm-hmm. different power-ups and stuff and i mean i think the coins and the score and all that is just a relic of the arcade game arcade days and i think we're past those i don't think people people don't do that so they'd be like oh look at what high score i got people yeah no one no one does that anymore because like we've long moved on from the arcade like the arcade era because now we have like five or like four or five consoles in our house in our own house yeah that we can just we can just play anytime we want not to say arcade games are garbage. Arcade games are great. And, I mean, yeah, look at Donkey Kong Pac-Man. Those are yeah. friggin' phenomenal. And like, even, I was at my uncle's house recently. Um, it was for my graduation party. And he had one of those arcade boxes that you could put custom games into, right? And me and my sister were playing Root Beer Tapper on it. And I mean we were just talking about the score we were playing to see who who got the better score and i think that's still a good mechanic if you're in an arcade game but we're not we're i mean it's not an arcade game anymore yeah it's it's a switch it's, game it's, it's a, a platform console game do you i mean do you see like any other new games still have those mechanics like random coins and or i mean sonic still has rings of course Sonic's, but rings are they're but used rings, for his rings are, yeah Rings are used. Rings have a different function. They ha- they're not only used for your score like back then, but they were also used for like hit points and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I like mean, if you took damage, a bunch of rings would fly around everywhere. And if you collected enough and take another hit, you would lose those rings again, and you wouldn't die. Yeah, I think. So I like think... Mar- Mario could do like something similar or something. They, it, needs- it doesn't. It doesn't necessarily have to be limited to like a shot mechanic. It could be like something different. And I think maybe Mario should take a step in a new direction. I mean, we've seen 3D Mario with Odyssey and... I mean, uh, yeah, like, listen to this, right? There is basically nothing new about any games following New Super Mario Bros. DS. Yeah. There's, like, I, one or two, like, new things here, but other than that, no. Yeah, I think I think what Nintendo Every, everything to do... has been Everything has either been reintroduced from another Mario game or is completely new. What they need to do is they need to take what they they need to do what they did with Galaxy, where they just like went crazy and they added a whole bunch of new power ups, whole bunch of new enemies, whole bunch of everything. That's what they yeah, need to Galaxy, do. They do. Galaxy is a good example of what they should do with two D Mario because what they what they did with Galaxy, they took Sunshine right, and essentially they put Mario on a planet right, mm-hmm. and they were like, hey, let's have all this cool like gravity mechanic, and so. And like, actually, that's another thing I want to talk about. I wouldn't mind seeing a like a space theme, a more like common. I wouldn't mind seeing space as a more common theme in Mario games. Mm-hmm. So, because like 
we've got the Moon Kingdom, right? In Mario yeah. Odyssey, which takes place on the moon. And, like, they added a space theme. That that alone, because, like, not there aren't enough space-esque levels in Mario, in my opinion. Yes, I would agree. I also think space levels might get the same backlash that water levels do. <laughs> I mean, if they make them function essentially like water levels, then... where essentially what you do is that you just swim through space. Like, because Super Paper Mario did that. That's what, like, new, new Super, uh, or, um, what is it? Super Mario Maker 2 did that. They have, you can change yeah, it to a space theme. That, that was, that, there are two games that did that. Super Paper Mario and Super Mario Maker 2. But Nintendo doesn't realize that people hate water levels. Exactly. Well, I mean, not everyone hates water levels, but most well, people yeah. do. Most people hate water levels. I mean, I get it if it's different. Like, if it's a 3D game, then they're going to be a little different. Like, but... yeah, because the swimming mechanics are actually very decent. And, like, you can actually make something that's built for water. Yeah, I think I think Nintendo, that's what Nintendo needs to do. They need to take a page out of Galaxy's book, and they need to just start creating new stuff. Because I last time I played New Super Mario Brothers U Deluxe, I went, I blasted through it like super fast, and all of it, I it was basically like just playing the New Super Mario Brothers on the DS. I mean, they just they're unoriginal and they're just pumping it out just to make it. I mean, oh. and like that—that's another thing I want to talk about with the re the more recent Mario games. They're not as challenging. Mm -hmm. Like I think we talked about this. In one of our earlier episodes, I forgot which one, but I, I know we talked about this in an earlier episodes, but the the recent Mario games are still not as challenging as they were back then. I agree 100%. Yeah, we did talk about this in one of our episodes, I think, but coming back to it, um, yeah, I think there should be a difficulty setting because I understand what they're doing. They're doing, I mean... New Super Mario Brothers DS and all that. It's it was it was easy as well. We were just younger, so we thought probably thought it was harder. Are we? But but like the original was like it was an arcade s game, so it was really hard. But I think Nintendo needs to realize that those people who played the arcade games grew up, and that I mean that's kind of why they made New Super Mario Brothers U for the new generation. But that new generation has grown up, and they need to understand that the difficulty of these games we may need to have a difficulty setting for yeah, these actually, people i think they did something similar to that like because and i don't own a copy of new super new super Mario Bros. u deluxe but like mm -hmm. i know that they did a difficulty setting for each character at least that's what it looks like on the outside but the only difference is their moveset yeah, like, they they added Nab um, Nabbit is basically untouchable. Nabbit. He, he basically does not yeah. die unless you like throw him down a pit or in lava or something. Um, yeah. and then Toadette is also super easy because she has an exclusive power up. Peachette, yeah. Yeah, we don't talk about that. Anymore. <laughs> we we don't talk about Bowsette anymore. That that's old. That's very old, and it's also cursed. Yeah, you know, yeah, but. I think just Nintendo's been, I think maybe some of it too is Shigeru Miyamoto. I mean, it pains me to say this, but he's been working on the Mario series like this whole time. 
and I, I don't know how hard it would be for him to to make something new, to like take Mario and just throw him in a blender and make something, make some new Mario smoothies. Here's what I think we should do. I think Shigeru Miyamoto should retire, and we should get someone more passionate about Mario to, I mean, to I work on the games. I don't, I don't think there's anyone more passionate. But there's well, also there's another. Me. There's also another problem. There's uh, well, there, there's me. If you if you're talking about yeah. passion, <laughs> there's me of course, because I've got a whole bunch of Mario projects. Yeah, and but, um, like, another thing. I mean, Mario's going to have to stop eventually. I mean, and like, yeah, Mario but, Mario can't just go on forever. I mean, and all also, all things all to, things die. To take to take a look at spongebob i mean this i'm forgive me because this might not seem like the biggest connection right now but spongebob i don't know if you knew this but its creator steven hillenberg created spongebob and had if you've seen the first season or whatever it's like really good i I grew up with like the first season Mm -hmm. like i grew up with like the first three seasons actually and more recently, like I think it was a few years ago, maybe 2019, Steven Hillenberg actually passed away. And he, no, he he also he came back to the show before he mm-hmm. passed away. He actually came back to the show and worked on a few episodes. Yeah, and then yeah, and him leaving and him also passing away, it it left the the gate wide open for more people to come in. And it's and basically, just, it's, Nickelodeon they just has been the show. Nickelodeon has been Nickelodeon and Viacom have been doing a disservice to yeah. SpongeBob. They've been making spinoffs, which was not in Steven's yeah. real, original vision. The Patrick Star Show and Coral and Camp, Camp Coral, Coral. and they've also been making. Rich. They've also been selling like merch that Steven did not want them to sell. Yes, and I mean the animation is like. I don't know what Nickelodeon and, like, and Cartoon Network are doing. from like the traditional hand-drawn stuff to more flash and digital animation. Yeah, and I don't understand like maybe I don't maybe it's just me but the new animation on Cartoon Network, Nickelodeon all that, it just isn't the same. And I I don't want that I mean, to happen tomorrow. I think I think the reason why they switched over to it to like the new it's style easier. of like yeah, is that it's easier. It's much more easier to like hand draw all of these frames on a tablet than on paper because you have to get like a bunch of cell sheets and you have to draw like yeah. each frame individually. And like I'm speaking from experience because like I've done like some animation bits in the past. Mm-hmm. So like it's and it's a lot easier to do it digitally than on on like like than traditionally. Yeah, and, and like I feel to, like that's the same thing that's going on with Mario. Yeah, I I don't want somebody new to take over Mario and to absolutely ruin him. And if someone new ends up to take over Mario, they better do a good job. Yeah, I don't I don't want it to be the same as that. I don't want it. I don't want like whoever and it's, took it's, it over. It's, it's, it's the it's the same situation with the Mario movie because like I don't want like I am counting on this movie my whole life as of now is depending on whether this movie will be good or not and like i don't want it to i don't want it to flop but i also want it to be good quality because your whole your whole thing uh i don't know if you've set up a patreon or not that may be something you want to look into but your whole thing is making mario 
plush and Mario video games and Mario. Well, yeah, like my my whole story essentially revolves around Mario. Yeah, and I think eventually you'll branch off and make your own your own thing. But well, like, uh, yeah, I I actually do have something original, like not nothing fan project in the works. I do have something original that I've been thinking of. Actually, a few things, but like one of them is more thought out than the others. But I I won't get too into that because it's really it's still in like the early planning phase. Yeah, but yeah, I don't want that to happen to Mario. Just, I mean, it's it's just weird how how Mario has progressed and how they've they've kind of stayed a little conservative on they haven't they've made sure Mario does not end up the way Sonic has ended up. And like even then, they've done that. And not just outside of the universe, but inside of the universe, too. Mm Because, like, they're refusing the other people who are working on the Mario games to make, like, new, like, characters. Because, like, what we had with Origami King, what we essentially had with Origami King was a sort of return to form in terms of, like, lore and stuff. But, Mm -hmm. like, it didn't feel the same as the past. Where, like, like, in the past we had, like, all these characters colorful and like vibrant cast of characters like like um admiral bobbery and uh and the koopa bros and uh like all of these cool and like amazing characters so like and then in the future like in the future it's just mario and then a bunch of toads like they're sticking more to like <laughs> they're sticking more to like the main cast than the extended cast yeah i think i, I to be honest if i could i I don't have any expertise in this field, but if I were to if I were to guess, throw a dart on the board and see where it landed, I would say most likely I think Nintendo is just has to keep on with this Mario because it's multi-generational and they also have to keep in mind their profits and they got to make a profit and I think it's just easy for them to just say, "Oh, let's just make a new Mario game and let's just not make any new characters just stick to the stick to the format make it easy i mean why put in the extra effort if people are going to buy it anyway right exactly i mean but like so- that's the whole point you want the extra effort to be put in so that more people will buy it yeah i nintendo just i think honestly i think they need to start some new ips new i think i think they should start some new ips new projects well. Yeah, I think it's just it's just crazy. I mean, and I, Mario's branching out. I mean, Mario branched out into Lego. Mario branched out into a movie. I mean, and uh, of course, Nintendo. Um, they actually recently acquired their new uh, a new anime studio. So, like, we might be getting new Mario, Mario anim- cartoons and stuff. I mean, new Mario anime cartoons and stuff. The Mario Brothers or the Super Mario Brothers Super Show. Yeah, like we may we might see a reboot of that. Are we are we gonna if we're lucky enough. Are we gonna get a Super Mario Brothers Super Show and then a, a Sonic Underground and then a Sonic the Hedgehog and <laughs> that, gonna, that I am not sure. I, we, I, I, I don't know how I don't know how to respond to that. A, a new Donkey Kong country. <laughs> oh no, please but, if they and, do and, a new Donkey Kong cartoon, please don't make it as like shitty as the past one. Yeah. Like, the, like the past, the past one is like so bad. It's good. Essentially. Yeah. 
yeah, yeah. I don't know what's the deal with like all those shows being like Canadian or whatever. That's weird. But like the Donkey Kong is Country. Is Kirby right back at you, Canadian? No, no. That was that's an oh, anime. A new Kirby. A new a new Kirby anime would be would be pretty cool. Yeah, I, I that's like one th- a few things that I'm hoping to see out of it is like a Mario anime, possibly either a reboot or a season two to the Kirby anime. And more Pikmin short movies because like they acquired the same studio that has worked on the Pikmin short movies. That's yeah. the that's the studio they bought. It'd be pretty cool, yeah. So and like that studio also did work on Persona, actually. Yeah, that would be really cool. Yeah. And um. And speaking of speaking of Mario branching out, um. Lego Mario Bowser. Yeah, do, I don't. I, I know you're just reading that, but have you actually seen the like new Lego Bowser? Yeah, it's actually really impressive. It looks <laughs> like the looks first, just like the re- the real thing. It looks so. It looks like they're like a blockier version of the real thing. Did you and, like, see the first Bowser though? Um, I don't like like the Bowser that comes with the sets. I don't yeah. think so. It it's like so tiny, and it doesn't even look like Bowser. If you get the chance, look it up like, sometime. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm looking it up right now. I mean, uh, just look at the original that comes with the set, and then look uh, at the. Yeah, yeah, the... yeah, yeah. I've seen this guy before. It does. It doesn't look. It looks like Mario sixty four Bowser, because like Mario sixty four Bowser looks ugly, but it still looks like Bowser. Like yeah, you can I'm... still, you can still recognize that it's Bowser from the I mean... shape of his body. But yeah. it's still ugly as heck. He's just—he's basically a giant head. Yeah, in this like, new, this new Lego Bowser set, it looks like sick. It looks it looks like yeah, from like it looks the, so. They added much more detail to it, like and it looks like I from actually the, I actually from wa- the, I actually yeah. watched like a demon like not like a demonstration video, but like a showcase video. Um, most of Bowser's like like pieces that they use are actually used for car parts. They're they're like used for like cars and vehicles and stuff. Mm-hmm. Instead of like the traditional Lego like yeah. minifigures. Here's a here's a fun fact. Do you know who produces the most tires in the world every year? Who? Lego. Of course. Because <laughs> that's that's what they do. That's that's yeah. what they that's that's it's Lego. The they're really tiny. I, I I'm looking at, at it right here, but it's called Super Bowser, and apparently it's two thousand eight hundred and seven pieces. That's including the little stand that he sits on. That almost looks like a an uh not Odyssey, a Galaxy stand because he almost looks like the Bowser from Galaxy and Sunshine and all that. He's like an yeah, original like Bowser from like like because like that's when they started to like refine the shapes of the characters. Actually, it was that like the N sixty four era is when they were started to refine the shapes of the characters. But like Bowser, uh, essentially evolved from this like chubby like overweight turtle into mm-hmm. this like hulking monster of a beast turtle thing and like that was just from 64 and all the like n64 games to sunshine yeah and i i looked it up right now it looks like it's going to be about 270 dollars and i think it is that's oh if i that's like half a death star so i i know like like lego like lego's expensive i think lego has always costed like i think lego sets have always been like super expensive yeah, like even if just getting like a two minifigures and like a, a like a tiny little ship in like let's say like a six inch by six inch square box, right? 
from Lego yeah. for Star Wars, that's going to cost you like 20 bucks. I mean, yeah, I mean, like that's like, that's really high for yeah, like, for like a for like a bunch of tiny bricks that you just put together. Also, did you see the new Lego Star Wars game? Um, I don't think so. No, uh, Skywalker. Uh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I did see that. I got it. It's really good. I love I love it. I would if it, I would recommend it to anybody that that's listening, even UK or even you, um, Delta. Hmm. So if you if you get the chance, I'd recommend playing it. Yeah. Um, and they also have DLC. So I mean, but it's it's like Mandalorian. If you like Star Wars, I would recommend getting it because Star I'm, Wars. I'm not big on Star Wars, but I, I like to like watch the movies every once in a while. Also, Maybe speaking of speaking yeah. of Star Wars, I was just talking to one of my other friends about this. Um, I can't play the audio because it'll get me copyrighted. But whenever you get the chance, I'll show you this after the show. Delta, look up mm-hmm. Meco M E C O Star Wars album, and it's like a it's like a disco funk album. That's that's a parody of or that's used that they use a Star Wars song. And then they make it like disco. It's kind of it's really good. Anyway, enough with uh, enough with that. And um, that actually is going to bring us to our first break in the show. Well, actually, our only break. So we're going to take a break real quick, and we'll be right back after this. Hello, this is the Blind Carp here, and I'm here to tell you about today's sponsor, Download Bed Studios. Yes. Download Bed is a fun video game studio that produces many video games, and you should go check them out. They're on itch.io at itch.io.com slash download bed, or on the Google Play Store as well. Go check them out, and make sure to give them a follow on itch.io and check out their newest games. And we're back. Thank you for thank you for waiting. Uh, you, even though you may have just skipped that, if you're if you're on a platform that allows you to do that, but nonetheless, thank you for taking that break with us. And let's get on to a new segment. So this segment is called Monthly Games Roundup, where we tell you some games that we have played recently that we and that we recommend to you. So. Um, Delta, let's let's start off with you. Why not? So, what games have you played recently? What are some games that have caught your eye? In? All right. So, really, the only game that I've been playing recently is Kirby and the Forgotten Land. Mm-hmm. So, I actually I like, played the demo. I never got the game though. Yeah, like, um, as a like Kirby, as a Kirby lore fanatic, alongside being a Mario lore fanatic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, I'd say that it actually provides a lot of interesting points in some of the Kirby lore. Mm-hmm. Um, I gotta ask, as a as a former Kirby player, is the game really short? Unfortunately, yes. That's oh. a trend that I've been. That's a trend that's been happening with all of the Kirby games recently. And yeah. I don't think because like Kirby in the Forgotten Land is actually really challenging at times. But like the the Kirby games before that, they have either been too easy or there's just not enough content, and it just ends up being the shortest games ever. Yeah, 
And I mean, this is a new a new thing. Like I originally thought it was going to be open world, but they kind of did an Odyssey thing here. They did an Odyssey mixed with a I I don't know, I don't know how to to describe it really, but they did what they essentially did is they took Odyssey and then put it on a world map. Like they took the Odyssey <laughs> levels and they put that put it on a world map, and then they split them up into segments. And then they made each of those segments its own level. It's yeah. only linear level too. So it's like, it's like essentially what they made is Super Mario 3D World. Yeah. Um, but Kirby. And in regards to Odyssey, mouthful mode. Oh, you can become a vending machine. That doesn't sound at all like what Cappy does. <laughs> like, of course, it, like it, do- it doesn't sound like it, like at all what Cappy does, of course. But like, I think that that idea of like taking Capturing. over inanimate objects or like enemies and stuff, that's something that Kirby has done for like a while, but now that they're doing it with inanimate objects as well, like mm-hmm. it it opens up like a, a window. And like of course this is Kirby we're talking about. This this mechanic's probably not gonna come back in the next game. Yeah. Cause like not the the robot armor there wasn't the a jump giant armor hasn't armor come back. The super abilities haven't come back either, and neither has the hypernova. To be fair, to be fair, the original Kirby didn't have copy abilities, so that yeah, is one like, thing that the, that the came very back, the though. very first game that had copy abilities was actually Kirby's Adventure. So and that like, is one of the things that did come back. So you never know. Yeah, but that's been like a mainstay in Kirby's moveset. It's like Pokemon, kind of, where they like branch out into different things. Like, cause like in generation six, we had mega evolution and gen mm-hmm. six, the, I mean, gen seven, the new thing was Z crystals. And then those were both removed in gen eight and we had Dynamax instead. So like mm-hmm, yeah. they did, they're, they're like, that's sort of the same thing that they're doing for the Kirby formula in terms of like gameplay mechanics. Yeah. I think a lot of the games now we're getting, especially from tri- Nintendo, I don't know about other AAA titles. I don't stay up to date with PS4 and Xbox. If 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 I did, then this show would probably be co- called something else. Two guys but, in um, a room talking about games. That's probably what it'd be called. Yeah. But um, I think Nintendo just needs to mix it up. They need to stop relying on everything. I think that's a trend yeah. we've talked about with with Kirby with or with uh with they they need Mario. to re- stop they need to stop relying on the core formula and just experiment. It is risky. I mean, though. just look at Sonic; they're doing it. I mean, like, they're doing I mean, it, but then they, they're they not can... doing it very well. But they're at least they're at least trying. Yeah, and the th- and yeah, Marmite, Yeah, they need to experiment. They need to they need to change. Yeah, we, like, need a, we need a Nintendo intervention. Like, yeah, like we like everything grows, right? Everything ages over time. So should things that don't physically exist. Mm-hmm. Like worlds that don't physically exist and should also I, age alongside this world. And I understand like what Nintendo's doing, but it's kind of like Metroid. Metroid branched off, and they didn't come back to the to the original two D format until just recently because people wanted it back. So Mario doesn't have to stay the way he stays. Yeah, 
And guess what? If you want to play something, I think this is a big problem with current consoles. You can't play older games. And I, I like Nintendo, what Nintendo's been doing. They actually ported like Portal, Dark Souls, Doom, all that. They've been porting to the Switch so you can play these older games. And I've actually been but actually. Like, but then here's the problem. Nintendo Switch games cost like 60 bucks. That's expensive. Yeah, I think I think with consoles and like PS5 games being like $70, I think PC is getting more and more viable to people. I think I think so the, too cuz especially like you can also like and I like this is another thing that you should you shouldn't do uh if you're a big Nintendo fan, don't emulate games. Cuz like yeah. but if you have a PC, you essentially have every option available to you and i linus tech linus tech linus tech tips i don't know if you've seen him but he did a video where he or one of his um employees took a steam deck i don't know if you do you know what a steam deck is yeah i sort of do yeah it's like it's basically like a switch clone that's like yeah. 300 to 600 dollars yeah um they my, took, my father wants one they took a steam deck and they modded it so that it could play Switch cartridges. That defeats the entire purpose of getting the Switch. Yeah, and, and I like, mean, but with like, as much money thing. as you save from the game, exactly, you save, you save, like you whatever could build you a have. whole, you could hold, you could build a whole freaking PC with it. Yeah, you you could basically just make I mean, another PC out of it. Like I, I have a PC I, right here. We don't have a, a decent Steam deck, PC. Like, you could make I, a decent PC. It's gonna cost out of you a like, Steam, like out of a console, a thousand dollars. Yeah, that's like what? That's uh, that's a little bit over double of what a Switch costs, right? But I right. think in the long run, you could use it as a computer. You could use it for games. I think that's a. I think that's a good option. I think PC might be the new way to go. But yeah, I don't know. especially because I mean, unless Switch changes. Yeah, unless Switch changes, I think and, PC is a much more viable option because you have the power of emulation and then you have the power of like stores and stuff. So like you have anything you could basically just play anything. Yeah. I think, I think that's consoles need to change. They're going to go the way of the arcade machine. They're going to be a relic that people play for this nostalgia. Yeah. Imagine yeah. Nintendo, like imagine in the far future, Consoles are are no longer they're they're a thing of the past. They no longer are mainstream. Mm-hmm. Nintendo, they just make their own PCs. Yeah, Nintendo PC. I mean, I understand that they want to get in that hardware function, but what if Nintendo started making graphics cards or they started making, uh, like what if they sold Joy Cons that just worked with your computer? Like, I mean, or even you know that, Steam. Like- Epic Games, be, yeah, like they that, could make their own be, that would be platform. Cool. They could make like the eShop for like PC on the PC, yeah, on the PC, that's, yeah. Yeah, that'd be really cool. And I anyway, mean, yeah. Anyway, so, so like, our games roundup. Let's yeah. Get back anyway, to that. so back to to you because that's really the only game I've been playing. I don't have anything I played, really else to share. Get get this. I'll list off them. I played Portal, Portal Two. And then I just recently got Dark Souls and Doom Eternal, and those are really good. Those are mature games, so um, Doom especially is a mature game. So if you're not, if I'm if familiar you're not, with Doom, 
if you're not old enough to play, if you're, if you're listening to this, you're not old over 18, don't get, don't play the game. Um, it's too mature. So, um, and Spelunky. Although, although too. I, in, in my defense, it has spawned a bunch of great memes. Just, yeah. just look at the only thing they fear is you. That has that song has been used in the Mister Incredible beco- uh, becoming Candy meme. Yeah, it's it's those are it's they're great. I've, and like I'm not usually like a metal fan, but I've been listening to it ever since. Yeah. And then anyway, can, you 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 can you can continue with your your list. Yep. Yeah. So those are the games that I on our on the roundup. Those are the games that I have been playing. Now what now? Let's go into some games that we want. So, is there any games that you specifically want? Um, actually, there are quite a few. Some of them we have already mentioned. One of them being Cuphead, yes. and another of them being Pizza Tower, which we've mm-hmm. mentioned like I think last episode. Yeah, that's a uh, indie developer. Yeah, and like they've done a bunch of cool stuff to it too. So, like, looks it looks really good, and the game is like close to release now. So, like. Mm-hmm. And they're aiming for for it to come out this year, so I might just end up getting it this year for like Christmas or something. Yeah, that sounds really good. And then Cuphead is, of course, now that the DLC came out, I think I'm going to end up buying it purely purely yeah. because of what I've witnessed from the DLC. I definitely recommend. And I it, have yeah. heard that Miss Chalice makes the game more accessible, not yeah, easier, it, but more accessible. It is a little hard. So if you if you if you like to rage quit, like like in you know, actually, I, I know. I know that Cuphead itself is hard, but it's I have surprising. Heard, I have heard the thoughts, like I have heard the the commentary about Miss Chalice making the game more accessible to the people who are not mm-hmm. um more that skilled in in like in gaming. And what I have to say, Cuphead, like every single like there's a whole bunch of games that I play, and this is kind of embarrassing for me to say, but I, I rage quit a lot. Cuphead never made me rage quit. I never rage. Really? I, yeah. I, that, there's just some. There's something about what they did that makes it like. I think I know what that is. It's it's almost it's like the, it's every, the charm of the of the old rubber hose animation. Yeah. Every time and every time you play it, it's like, yes, I may die, but I get just just an inch closer to defeating it, which like keeps me moving on. You know, and and then once you finally do defeat it, you just get like a rush of like dopamine. You just get a rush. You of get life. like all you like. You get excitement from how much work and effort you've built yeah. up into defeating that boss. I don't know. It's just a great game. Yeah. And so games on the wish list, bug snacks. That's oh it. yeah, that's something actually. I think we both want. Is that is that correct? Do you want that as well? Yeah, I do. Yeah. Yeah. That. That's since, of course, because they've also come out recently with the DLC, the mm-hmm. Isle of Big Snacks. Um, I hadn't time. I, I've looked at that before. I hadn't time. I, that's something that I've been wanting for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, like cause um, I've I've heard I've heard it's like a really cute and charming game, and it's super underrated too. So like that's another reason why I want it. It's because it's got like it's very cute. On the outside, because yeah. like there's mm-hmm. some things that are that are really dark about it on the inside. It's like a Kirby game, because like yeah. Kirby games are really hard, like cute on the outside, and then they get dark the further you go. Yeah, and then Elden Ring, that like I don't know, just the hype over it makes me want it. And then they're actually releasing Pi- Spider-Man PS4 on the PC, and actually we went 
me, I, me and Delta were actually over at one of our friends' house, and he has a PS4, so I played that, and it was actually really fun. And I watched him. And then Outer Wilds is the new space game. I just die over space games. Those are like the best games ever. I don't know. I just love then, flying a spaceship. Yeah. And then we get to the best thing, which in my opinion is the best thing, actually, on, on this list. Klonoa Fantasy Reverie Series. Okay, no. Klonoa. That's a mouthful. No. Klonoa is, oh. is finally on Switch, and it's I saw, doing I that, good. Yeah. I think it's actually been selling more because, like, in the past, Klonoa games haven't really done well in terms of sales. But now that it's on a, on the Switch, and like now that it's been remastered, like for for Klonoa one a, th- a third time, and for Klonoa two a, a, a first time, or not a third time, uh, a second time um, for Klonoa one. But now that essentially now that it's on the Switch, uh, it's grabbing not not just on the switch but also on the ps4 and xbox it's been grabbing i think but it's been grabbing more and more people into this fandom so uh, yeah I, I have no idea what this is i've seen like trailers for it and stuff but what is klonoa um okay so like i'll admit uh in one of our previous episodes i mentioned that you should just experience klonoa for yourself and like that point still stands but i think the main reason why i mentioned that is because I didn't know much about it back then. Like, I knew the story of the first game, and I've so, seen, like, bits and pieces of the second game. So but what kind of, that, what kind of game back is it? Back then, it was, like, a blur to me, all honestly. What kind of game is it? Like, platformer, it, Metroidvania? Yeah, it's a, it's, a two, kind of... it's a 2.5D platformer, which essentially, mm-hmm. that's what the Kirby games are. They're 2.5D, where it's like, that's, you're uh, in a 3D yeah. space, but it's in a linear 2D format. Mm-hmm. Um, like kind of like Donkey Kong Jungle yeah, Beat, like almost kind of, kind of like Donkey Kong, but it's like view. There's like more dynamicness to the open world. So like, yeah, basically just like Donkey Kong, like, kind of like Super Mario 3D Land. No, that's the that's a 3D platformer. Oh, okay. So, but don't like, don't they have place... don't they have levels in there that are 2D though? Yeah, but it takes place in a 3D space. Okay. So yeah, and you but, get to actually like fully explore that 3D space. And, I guess we'll go in into that. In a 2.5D platformer, you don't get to explore a th- that 3D space that you're in, and you're just limited to the path that you can go go like towards and mm, forward okay. and backwards to. So yeah, I'll, that's a, a good a good checkout. We'll have to we'll have to go look at that. Um, and finally, one of my most favorite segments uh backlog busting which uh, if you don't know what a backlog is that's all the games that you have that you haven't played yet or that you need to play um that you just want to complete and i actually on my twitch channel twitch.tv slash the blind carp yt um you can check it out on the blind i think there's a link there um but I actually am doing a segment called Backlog Busting where I'm playing all of the games in my backlog trying to complete it. So um, you could go check me out there. But right now, let's let's go through, um, let's let's say, I don't know, pick two or three games that are you want to get out of your backlog and that you want to play. So do you, Delta, do you have any games that you need to play that you want to finish? Um, okay, so here's the thing. Um, 
not many, like, I do have a few of these games that I want to finish, but I haven't been playing them. But most mm-hmm. of the, some of the entries on my backlog list um, are probably just going to be the games that I don't have. Is that okay? That's fine. Oh, okay. So, like, um, I have been making progress in a few of them. Uh, like, Mario and Rabbids, uh, just, like, last year I've been making a lot of progress on that. Mm-hmm. Um, no Straight Roads, that's another game I have that I've I've been, I haven't been playing it. Was that but... the music one? Yeah, that's the music one. Um, that's like it's like a beat 'em up game. That's like mm-hmm. it's also like a boss rush game as well. That's yeah. it's three D. Um, it takes place in a three D space, so it's not like two point five D or two D or anything. But it's like the enemies move to the beat, and you have to figure out the pattern. Yeah, that that's that almost that's in. almost like Crypt of the Necrodancer there. Yeah, it's like Crypt of the Necrodancer, except it's not a roguelike. Yeah. Um. And like I've I've I actually like No Straight Roads because like it has a lot of charm to it as well, especially because like it's um it carries over a lot of um Malaysian culture from it because that's that's um what the ethnicity of the game is it's Malaysian, um and like I want to play the rest of it. I'm at like Sayu, which is the second boss. And, like, yeah. I've seen the rest of the game, and it looks really interesting, and that's just something I want to get into, but I don't think... I haven't been, like, playing it recently, because... Probably because of, like, all of this stuff that I've been doing, all of this stuff yeah. that's been keeping me busy. busy. Busy schedule. I, myself, have made my made my own schedule for Twitch and video game development and this podcast, and... It's quite a lot of stuff I have to do, but you know, I'm, I'm chugging along. And so, yeah, that's really interesting. All those, all those different games. And, um, and uh, so, I actually, I actually want to talk about another one. It's not a game ahead. per se, but it's a mod for a game. Um, okay. Advent of Ascension for Minecraft, which is like a really expansive mod. I have been starting a playthrough of that. Not, like, publicly. I haven't been, like, putting it on YouTube mm-hmm. or anything. Yeah. Like, I have been playing through it. And, like, I haven't been doing it recently because I've been working on stuff. And I actually have been wanting to play it again. Because here's the kicker, right? It introduces 21 dimensions. And, like... It's pretty cool. And, like, all of the dimensions have, like, some unique gimmicks about them. And it's just a really fun thing to like go and do, just to explore. Yeah, that's pretty cool. That's like uh, No Man's Sky. I have yeah, that on it's my like ba- it's like No Man's Sky, but it's in the style of Minecraft, essentially. Because like, yeah. essentially, because like I think it's also inspired pretty much by Terraria, mm-hmm. the mod, not the game. Okay. Um. So yeah. Yeah, and then on my backlog. Some of the top picks are um, Crash 4, It's About Time. I just got that recently, I think, uh, last or uh, last year sometime. Should have added that, that was... to my wish list. <laughs> That's uh, I mean, a it's a Crash game. game. It's really hard, but still. Yeah, it's pretty much like the first three Crash games. Um. I think that's what they wanted to go for. Yeah, they're like, just, they're kind of like... Uh, they're taking Crash in a new direction. 
they're saying they're saying hey this is crash 4 and we, the, is, the last the, the last real, game like this this is the real crash 4 wrath of cortex no longer exists mind over mutant no longer exists yeah nothing exists except crash one two three and four <laughs> actually that's not true they actually do still exist they're just and, take, and they crash just team racing. they take they take place in an alternate timeline so they do still exist within crash lore but they take place in, a, in an alternate timeline yeah and then another top pick um hmm. it crash four definitely i want to and then probably lego star wars skywalker edition or whatever uh, that and then probably um the spyro games like those are probably my top picks um yeah i just love playing them and i love playing cuphead and also but um that's it i've actually tried getting back into cuphead to try to play that more but you yeah, should you, so those... you should honestly think about getting the DLC. I mean, yeah, it's it's I, I really short, it. but the amount of effort that was put into it is is also very good cuz like they brought back some like unused stuff from it as well from the from the core game. Yeah, definitely. So is there we're about to end the podcast here. Is there anything else on your mind that you want to talk about? Anything? Um no, I think we're good. I think we're good. We'll save it for the next episode. Okay. Um, so with that conclusion to our episode, thank you all for watching. Thank you. Thank you for, for checking us out. Thank you for watching, listening, whatever, whatever platform you're on. And make sure to follow the podcast. If you're listening on anchor, Spotify, whatever, um, wherever you're listening, we, all of the locations are on anchor.fm slash two guys, Nintendo. We're also on Apple podcasts and also check us out on our Patreon, patreon.com slash two guys, Nintendo. You can uh, get your name read. If you want, you can uh, get the podcast two days early and you can also send us some stuff to talk about uh, depending on what tier you get there, but that would help us out a lot. If you do that, that's fine. If not, that's also fine. So thank you very and, much. And, and, and what, and one more thing, one more thing before we sign off. Yeah. Um, we're going to yeah. be trying to do this more frequently now that we're out of school. Yep. So expect our, uh, our episodes at, um, to come out more frequently and stay tuned. Right now, we have it slated at about once a month, but that could always change depending on what happens, you know, anything that uh, happens. And um, you, might as, to, you might just have to wait two months for an episode. Yep. Or like our first episode, you might have to wait a whole year. You, who knows? Yeah. <laughs> but we don't, we don't want to do that, though. We, nope. we don't, we're so, trying, we're going to try our hardest not to, to, to make you guys wait a year. Yep. And we know Nintendo has a fan base and we have a fan base and we'll get back to you. So as always, keep breaking down that backlog and see you later. Bye.